0: This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday, relatable and usable advice. In our last episode, we talked about self-worth and value. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how important it is to learn life skills along the way. These two topics go hand in hand. I have found that the more self-worth and value that you have on yourself, the better life skills a person has. But let's face it, there is a small debate over what soft skills are versus what life skills are. People get them confused all the time they think that they are interchangeable. However, they're not. I'm going to be doing a video segment on this later so you can take a look at a visual graphic, but for this episode, we're just gonna be describing the categories to you. Life skills fall into a couple of major categories, and then they have a subset of those categories. So to keep it simple, we're gonna start off with the four major categories. So the first category is a positive mindset. And under this category, we have self-management, self-confidence, self-awareness, and resiliency. And then second category is having a higher order of thinking skills. You know, how well you innovate, critical thinking, and problem solving would all fall into these categories. The third category is an emotional intelligence category, which is made up of conflict management, teamwork, and communication. And the last category is having a community mindset. And what I mean by this is that people need to have empathy. They need to have a sense of responsibility, cultural understanding, both socially and organizationally, of the business or company that you work for, and a responsible digital activity and online presence. In the next episode I'm going to go into each one in more detail but for this episode we're just going to be talking about the broader implication of these skills and after looking at the several c-suite surveys on this specific topic um, here's the conclusion that I found we live in a world that is technical in nature however behind every technological solution is a human being humans interact with humans you can teach anyone anything that they need to do to complete a task or to perform work but how much is an employer expected to take time to teach a person to treat and interact with another person with dignity and respect how much effort is an employer going to spend or expected to uh, to spend time on teaching someone how to dress properly for work or how to groom for work or how to handle conflict in the workplace In my opinion, we're focused on the wrong things when developing the younger workforce. You see, here is the biggest difference between people of my generation and Gen Z. See, I had to learn technology along the way and adapt to it. To use it, to get a, you know, I've had to learn it and use it to get a job or be proficient at a job. The new market entry adult grew up with it and they're native to it. So like they don't have to learn the technological aspect of it because it's native to them. They're used to figuring out technology because it's pretty much been around ever since they were born. Um, And all you know forms or fashion of technology. But what we've learned is that you know the human aspect or working together with other people has fallen by the wayside because of the technology. We have in we have in essence lost the art of human human communication with each other because we rely so much on artificial ai uh text messaging video uh, chat you know quick messages and email that has replaced the face-to-face human um interaction and you know we have a generation growing up that looking at screens and shows and images of the perceptions of what perfection is in other people's lives or the perceptions of happiness in other people's lives, or the perceptions of excellences in other people's lives. And what they aren't shown are the actual realities of those people commuting, communicating those perceptions on those issues. And they don't match, right? And so that incongruence of what you can actually see on a screen versus what you experience in your own life versus what you don't know causes an incongruency within a person and the realities that they go through because they don't see the realities of the other person that has posted that something on the screen. So we have lost, you know, kind of like this human interaction um, development that we think everybody's life is perfect except ours aren't because that's what we see on screen. However, you know, if you remember to the days of growing up and going over to your friend's house you know, you would get to see, uh, you know, the way that their life is. And you go over to another friend's house and you get to see the way their life is. And you're like, you know what? Like all of our lives are got goods and bads to it. I'm glad I have the one I have, you know? And they would think the same thing. But to get back on track here, when employers are asked which skills they thought were being taught effectively in a college setting, 67 said technical skills were being instilled effectively. While 69% said that life skills were lacking. And when you look at the factors that make up the success or failures of the new market entry applicant, breaking down the subcategories, 38% said how motivated a person was. 29% stated emotional intelligence was a critical factor. And 13% said that coachability was a, a critical factor. And that's huge like you have to be coachable and temperament was nine percent so 89 percent of what made people successful were a culmination of life skills the other 11 percent were just technical skills and that's huge but let's talk about motivations real quick so i think of gen z people um i think they're very motivated and however i don't think that their perception of what should happen versus what actually happened matches in the workplace and this can impact their motivational levels right because let's face it like if we don't think the juice is worth the squeeze we're not going to squeeze the fruit we won't do it right So as leaders, I think we need to do a better job at managing expectations while not stifling motivation. That ties into the emotional intelligence and the coaching of people. And if you can't be coached, I don't want you on my team. If you know everything, then why are you here? Go start your own business or go into another organization. I will be the first person to admit that I'm not the smartest person in the room, nor do I want to be the smartest person in the room. You know, it really says something when 90% of major companies worry if the person they hired would represent the company well. I know I'm very selective when I send people to represent me or my directorate in a meeting or deal with another organization, because if that person doesn't represent well, then your reputation goes out the window. You only have one shot to make a good impression before you have to start climbing yourself out of a hole that you put yourself in with a bad uh, impression you know businesses stated that they spend most of the time for training on defining work ethic expectations now I've heard this from several of my coworkers and friends that I've constantly um, you know they're constantly having to help redefine this level of expectation for employees you know I say all of this to say this if you invest in people the right life skills before they hit the job market, they will be more successful, hands down, because they will have the human qualities and skills to meet expectations of employers. It's that simple. If you have something that other people don't have, and that other people are looking for what you do possess, you're going to do better. You know, and I have found that um, in certain jobs that I've had, I've been more successful due to my uh, ability in the human domain over any other technical or sort of you know technical skills or certifications so i've been feeling like this for a long time now and in leader development but i really never had the data to fully support it but the trend has been going um from needing technical skills back in 2011 and a steady decline of technical skills no longer being like Like requirement, like they were lacking in the workplace, to human skills and life skills going up as a deficiency. So there's a direct correlation into us saying people are lacking technical skills, so let's focus on that. You neglected the life skills, and so now we've come back the polar opposite of where we need more life skills and less technical skills. Because at the end of the day, computers are going to do what computers are going to do, technology is going to do what technology is going to do but if the person behind it doesn't have the skills and the right uh, mindsets to make the computers do what they got to do then you're never going to be successful at it it's just you know what it is we're we're not bringing in the apocalypse here with um was it skynet we're not we're not doing that here um so i really feel like we've come back the other pendulum now where we need more you know, life skills and the soft skills and less technical skills. I think culturally, we overcompensated and we lost the art of human and person-to-person interactions. So to sum things up, I think life skills are going to be a premium and if you're not getting ahead of it now, then you're doing yourself a disservice. You're going to find yourself irrelevant and no value added to people that are looking to hire. In our next episode, we're going to be talking about how to improve on these four areas. You can also go over to our YouTube page or Facebook page to see um, you know, what I've uploaded on the video content to this podcast for visuals. If you got some value out of this episode, please share it with one or two other people that you think might like it. And don't forget to follow or subscribe and hit that notification icon so that you can know when we have new content out. I'm glad you liked this episode, and thanks for joining in on the conversation in the comment section. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.